Welcome to a new episode of DBC DNA, a weekly podcast about Denver Baptist Church and who we are and what we're about. And I'm joined in our studio today by Patrick Lohman, Associate Pastor for, what's your title, by the way? Discipleship and Community Outreach. Discipleship and Community Outreach. Yeah. I think that's what I came yeah. under. Yeah. And so what we wanted to do today is we wanted to talk about a part of your ministry, which is small groups. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we have two types, I think, of small groups. Yeah, we have what we call Bible fellowship mm-hmm. that takes place uh, on campus on Sunday mornings, but right. also off campus. Mm-hmm. And then we have another type of group life called G three. Yes. So why don't we talk about what those are and why that matters? Yeah, yeah. So Bible fellowship G three. We came <clears throat> with the little idea, G3, guys growing the gospel or girls growing the gospel. Um, and so if we if we take our mission statement that Denver Baptists exists to glorify God by making disciples advance the gospel, I think we'd come to figure out how do we, what's the best way to make disciples? And so we think a good way to make disciples, of course, you're making disciples through the preaching of the word on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But we also think a real good tool for that is small groups. It's group life. Yep, group life yeah. at, at, at yeah. Denver Baptist. So um, like I said, we have Bible Fellowship. 9.15 on Sunday mornings, and that's um, just different groups gathering together, opening God's Word, uh, working through different studies, um, all different age groups, stages of life. Um, we had some women's groups for even like a, a single ladies, uh, uh, widows kind of class, and we got uh, young classes, old classes, everything in between. And so we're just trying to Sunday morning make disciples. Also, while the kids are down in the kids' ministry, Making disciples of the kids. Um, so that's all, all of those, all those groups are co-ed for the most part. We might yeah. have a women's one or yeah. a men's one. I think about two women's one. And then yeah. we'll have uh, we we know of one or two co-ed groups that mm-hmm. meet off campus, off campus yeah. at a different day, but it's considered a Bible fellowship class. Yes, yeah. And then then so we have the Bible fellowship on Sunday mornings, and then we have the G three, which is how would you describe our G three yeah. groups? So our our G three groups are are more focused guys gathering together to grow in discipleship and girls growing to uh, gather together. Our desire is to keep them a little bit smaller, more intentional, um, more focused on discipleship. Um, I kind of wrote down three areas of why I think group life is important. And uh, Well, before know, we get to yeah. that, let's talk about this. Uh, yeah. If you go to, so, so we value group life mm-hmm. yeah. because we believe community is important. Sure. Yeah. And so if you go to Genesis chapter two, God creates Adam yeah. and all the animals and all creation. Yeah. And he says, this is very good. But then he turns around and God says, not good he's alone. wait a minute, yeah. there's one thing about this whole thing that's not good. Sure. It's not good that Adam is alone. And so yeah. he creates a helper, a Eve, a helpmate. Yeah. Uh, and so we have this idea in the scripture that it's not good for us to be alone. Sure. We were created for community. Yes. Yeah. God exists as a Trinitarian community. Mm-hmm. We're created yeah. in his image with this desire for community. Yeah. Then as you keep reading, you get to Exodus and you got Moses. And mm-hmm. Moses is the leader of a million plus people. Yeah. And he would sit in a chair Rolling and them. all mm-hmm. the people would come with their complaints. Yeah. And and his father-in-law saw this. Yeah. You remember his father-in-law's name? Jethro. Jethro. Oh, Jethro. Jethro. It's a good name. Bodine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Some people get that reference. Do you know what that means? Jethro Bodine. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Beverly Hillbills. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, didn't know his last name. Yeah. Jeffrey, not, Jeffrey Bodine. Yeah. Jethro is that a middle name or a last name, Bodine? 
I don't know. Milner, I just thought it was though. Jethro Bodine. <laughs> somebody, will, somebody will correct us. Yeah. They did last time, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They do. So anyway, yeah. Jethro looks at what Moses is doing. And he's saying, you know what? Um, this is too large of a group yeah. for you to manage yeah. as the leader. So he breaks them into smaller and smaller groups, and he finally gets down to groups of ten. Sure, yeah, and has captains and leaders over those groups, yeah. and and so you have this idea in scripture that first of all we shouldn't be alone, mm-hmm. uh, but also we shouldn't be just a big old just a yeah. humongous crowd of sure. people. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to the New Testament and mm-hmm. you get to Acts and you have Pentecost and you have the birth, you know, the explosion of the church. Yeah. Then you have Peter and the apostles who are, you know, pastoring the church in Jerusalem. And it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple. That's Mm -hmm. the big gathering. And broke bread from house House to house. house. So they they busted up into smaller groups for the purpose of community and growth. So we value group life here. Absolutely. We, yeah. we really want every member of the church to be an active part of a group. Yeah, that's definitely our desire, yeah. So we have yeah. Bible Fellowship. We used to call it Sunday School. Yeah, we did. We changed the name. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Sunday School's a fine name, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. But nobody wants to go to school right. on Sunday. Well, Fellowship around the Bible. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we take two things. We're, we're going to study the Bible, mm-hmm. and we're going to build fellowship with this group of people. Sure, yeah. And so uh, we do that, and that's sort of a... Uh, a broader focus mm-hmm. for group life. Yes. Uh, that That is a little more, um, I don't want it, to, it's, it's got a broader focus to mm-hmm. it. We're going to talk about the broader focus. Yeah. But then when we talk about G3s in a minute, G3s are a little more laser focused. Yeah. They're smaller. They're uh, same sex groups, men's groups, women's mm-hmm. groups, yeah. um, smaller groups with a little more intentionality and focus to yeah. it. So let's talk about Bible fellowship. What did you, uh, what were the benefits that you were written down about group life? Yeah. So group life in general, <clears throat> and then you can make it more specific to mm-hmm. each of these. Um, so if we exist to glorify God by making disciples that advance the gospel, how, what's the best way to do that? And as we said, we think that group life is the best way to do that. And group life can look different ways, and other churches do it different ways. We're not saying ours is the best or the perfect way, but this is a good way that we found to do it. Um, number one, I said that that last words are lasting words. So Jesus, before he ascended, um, told his disciples to go make disciples of all nations. He didn't say to just make converts, baptize them, get them wet, and be done with them. He said to make disciples. Um, so number one, Jesus tells us to make disciples, and he tells us in verse 20 of Matthew 28 to teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Yeah. So part of making a disciple is teaching them all that, he, that he's commanded us. Now, you can yeah. you can do discipleship from the pulpit mm-hmm. in a room of hundreds of people. Sure, yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, I would like to think that my preaching ministry has a discipleship, discipleship. focus sure. to it, yeah. trying to equip the yeah. saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, to not just know the word, but live the word. Yeah. But you remember what, what Paul tells Timothy, who's a young pastor. He says, listen, what I gave to you, yeah, entrusted you. what I want you yeah. to do is I want you to sit down with some faithful men and yeah. give it to them, mm-hmm. and then let those faithful men be able to pass it on to yeah. others. And so yeah. there's this idea that, yes, you can gather in the big room mm-hmm. and just just sort of anonymously come in and sit down yeah. and benefit from that. Mm-hmm. But we think that the discipleship process needs to include that other piece yeah. 
of a smaller group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it, we 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 don't uh, grow in our discipleship alone. Yeah. So but, if you take that big room as the church, so I think Jesus gives a good model. So Jesus spent twelve years in small group ministry, twelve in the three. So if the big group is the church. The smaller group is our is our bio fellowships just right under that. And that's a time for to just have a, a teacher that teaches, but it's also open discussion. We want our bio fellowships to be back and forth, discussion, asking questions, growing the scriptures. Right. And it's a little small gathering that likes for our bio fellowship, we're we're in the baby stage. So tons of babies coming. Mm-hmm. We can minister to moms well and, and families well, bring meals, help out with that. If somebody's sick or surgery, we can bring meals. Well let's focus on that. that first part that you yeah. mentioned, which is growing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asking questions. Yeah. Uh, so we were yesterday. We were hanging out with some pastors. Yeah. And and one guy said, "Let me tell you what happened to me." He said, "I was I was getting ready to preach. I go up to the pulpit to preach. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And a lady stood up and said, "I'd like to ask a question. Yeah. I'd like to say something." Yeah. Well, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, yeah. it's what he said to us. Unfortunately, yeah. I let her. Right. Yeah. So the big group is a little bit awkward for being able to ask a question and to say. It's a monologue, not dialogue. <laughs> it, it is kind of a, it is a little different. Yeah. Th- that actually has happened uh, in the church I served before I came here, is that okay. our church was on live TV at 11 o'clock, and the pastor got up to preach, and he was oh. preaching about the yeah. woman caught in adultery. Oh, wow. And uh, this was a downtown church, and so there was a lady there, and she was wearing a, a hat. Okay. So Looking good on, on Sunday morning, right? You see it on the TV yeah. in the back of her head. Yeah. So she raised her hand. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he saw it, but he ignored it. It's live TV. So she started waving her hand back and forth like this. And he ignored it. And then uh, and then she started going, you <laughs> It's a true story. And he had to stop. He engaged with And her. he said, yes, ma'am. And she wow. said, what happened to the man? <laughs> if the woman was caught in adultery, what happened to the man? <laughs> Oh, well, well, you know, Bible fellowship is the perfect place to, to ask the question. The you who and yeah. to wrestle with the scripture together. Sure. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also important, you know, to hear uh, someone else who's, who's, who's your peer, mm-hmm. yeah. who's sitting in there, y'all are wrestling together and they're sharing uh, some insights from the word. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I haven't thought about it from that angle. Yeah. So you're wrestling together. You're. You're growing together. You're you're in a safe place to ask questions, and you're doing life outside of church with them. I mean, we have Bible yeah. fellowship get-togethers and parties, and well, that would be the, showers that would be the second mm-hmm. kind of benefit yeah. is is not just we're growing spiritually together, mm-hmm. but the truth is we were created for fellowship, friendship, sure. community. We need friends, mm-hmm. and our Bible fellowship classes yeah. are a great place for you to know other people and to be known. Yeah. And that's huge. If if all you do is come to the big group, yeah. what yeah. I've discovered is yeah. you might feel like you know the pastor because yeah. he's up there. Yeah. And he might know you because he met you in the welcome center mm-hmm. or he visited you in your house. Yeah. But if you don't have somebody said this, if if somebody doesn't make seven friends in the first seven weeks that they're in a church, yeah. they feel lost and disconnected. Yeah. And it's really easy for them to, to, to roll on out. You yeah. Know, it's, because, it, yeah. It, yeah. They they don't stick. And so mm-hmm. Friendship matters, True. and Bible fellowship is uh, something that we hope, we intend yeah. to create the avenue for you to have some friends. Yes, yeah, real friends. You know, we say do life together, or somebody you can meet for coffee, somebody that mm-hmm. you can have over to your house for a meal, somebody you can meet at a restaurant after church and yeah. hang out with. And I will tell you this: as uh, where we where we serve, 
you're you're a little unique, mm-hmm. and uh, Justin's a little unique. Yeah, because you guys, I, I think Justin, I don't want Justin's running the board here. That uh, you guys, this is home for y'all. Yeah, right. Is this home for you, Justin? Mm-hmm. So this. So you guys are kind of weird mm-hmm. in the sense that Denver is a place where a lot of people move from sure. other parts of the country. Yeah. And for me as the pastor, nothing is, is more encouraging than going out yeah. to lunch or out to a restaurant at night and seeing two people, yeah. two different families yeah. who moved world, from yeah. two <laughs> different parts of the country. Yeah. They met yeah. in Denver at the church. And now they're hanging out yeah. at a restaurant. Kind of like naturally what happened with, with those the folks who started out with your the, the, your sermon series yeah. <laughs> group. You know, they're from all over. Yeah. But they started joining together. They, now they join in, in homes, but it's kind of a biofellowship model. You so know? you're talking about this group that got started. Yeah. And they're yeah. from all over the U.S. Sure. Mm-hmm. And they meet off campus. Yeah. And their curriculum is my sermon. Yeah. Yeah, but it is the best. It's the most awesome group of yeah, people. It is. Yeah. But they've become good friends, mm. and as a result of that, there's a third benefit that you were mentioning is that is support. Yeah, you, you need support. That's right. And Bible fellowship, that group becomes a place where not only can you serve someone by yeah. offering them support, yeah, but when you're in need, they can support you. Yeah. What are some examples of some support that? Yeah, that, that happens yeah. in a Bible fellowship class. Yeah, so as I mentioned, um, every time a mom has a baby, our text thread kicks off with a. That's so, in your class. Yeah, in, you got in a mine, bunch of, you somebody, got a bunch, somebody yeah. hits off with a family uh, with a meal train, and everybody starts hitting in there. So for two weeks, we're we're bringing meals, so they have to worry about meals. Yeah. Um, whenever somebody has a surgery or something, that people are bringing meals, they're calling, they're checking on, they're praying for them. Um, if somebody needs a house project, somebody's moving out or moving in, we. People go there all the time, helping people out, move move furniture, whatever it is. We've done that, haven't we? We've done it, man. Yeah. And and it, it anything that you could think of that you could just need help with, and you know you got a support there uh, in a small group ministry to, to be able to do it. And so that I think that kind of rolls into my second point. This that small groups are a great place to, to practice to one another's. Right. <clears throat> so uh, John thirteen thirty four says we're to love one another. First um, Thessalonians five eleven we're to encourage one another and build one another up. Romans 15, 14, we're to instruct one another. Um, Romans 5, 13, through love, we're to serve one another. So I think that small groups is a great place to practice yeah. out these one another's. And there's, there's many more. We're, we're to pray for one another. Pray for one we're another. We're to weep with those mm-hmm. who weep. Yeah. We're to rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. And <clears throat> in an unhealthy church, yeah. the expectation is that the pastor is the one who does all, all of, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible yeah. for yeah. us, even though we yeah. have several pastors on staff, yeah. There's no way mm-hmm. that we could adequately minister and support yeah. the hundreds of people yeah. that are members of the church. And on top of that, also minister to those who are not members yet, yeah. but who are connected to the church. Mm-hmm. And then if you think about a member and their extended family, I mean, there's and they might live in the area. So yeah. there might be a loved one in a nursing home or the hospital sure. or and this it would be a, a great blessing for someone to visit with them. Mm-hmm. There's no way we could yeah. pastor well yeah. Hundreds, yeah. without some sort of structure that becomes the ministry benevolent arm of the mm-hmm. church, which is Bible fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to use your gifts. You know, there's some people uh, sure. that have the gift of, uh, I, I don't know if this is it, this isn't in the list, but the gift of cooking, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good gift. To hospitality. Have. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives them great joy to provide a meal. Yeah. 
for yeah. someone in need. Yeah. There's somebody who has the gift of administration, mm-hmm. and they're able to walk with a family who, for example, might be in financial difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, so might have a handyman in the class that can fix a, a handyman yeah, leaking faucet or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. somebody in the class who um, has uh, you know great discernment and mm-hmm. might be able to sit down and help a couple who's struggling with yeah. with kids yeah. or sure. marriage or yeah. whatever, there's a wealth of knowledge and experience within that group mm-hmm. that can benefit the entire group. Absolutely. Great. And to practice the one another's. Yeah. I've benefited from that. You've Absolutely. benefited from that. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Just how, having a Sunday morning only nothing. Yeah. Else. How you navigate the Christian mm-hmm. life without a group of people. Mm-hmm. That, that you're doing it with. All right, what's another benefit? You got another yeah. one? Yeah, so I, I, so uh, number one, we're called to make disciples. It's a great discipleship tool. Number two, it's a good place to practice one another. Number three, and my final one, I think it's a great way to connect. We've walked in this a little bit, but if you're brand new to the church, how do I get to know folks? Join right. a small group. Get It's a great end way to get connected. And there's there's so many people, and I, I can mainly speak from my classroom because I'm in my classroom, but I've seen it through other ones, mm-hmm. that people move in here, um, Either a young family, maybe it's a retired couple that comes in. The best way to connect is in small groups, as you best said. Way, yeah. yeah, as you said, they can come in here and list your sermons and just know you from a distance, really. Unless you meet them, we meet them all in the pastoral interviews mm-hmm. if they if they join. But the way to get connected to the church and to benefit from all that the church offers is small groups. Yeah, yeah. And so what happens with us as pastors? Of course, we want to shepherd the flock well. Yeah, um, we're commanded to do that, mm-hmm. but we can't shepherd a flock of a thousand people yeah it's impossible yeah so how do we do that yeah. we we um like jethro's advice to moses yeah. break them up we, we put <laughs> them in manageable groups mm-hmm. and then we shepherd through yeah. the bible fellowship ministry to s- such to uh an extent that if somebody calls us and says um you know uh, nobody prayed for me nobody helped me nobody whatever um we we say, listen, that we don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Are you connected to a group? Yeah, yeah. And we find out they're not connected to a group. Yeah. Nobody was aware of their need. Uh-huh. They're not known. Yeah. And that's a terrible place to sure. be. We don't want that it for is. anybody yeah. in our church. Yeah. And so this is why group life matters. And one of the things our goal, and we've talked about this, is expanding mm-hmm. our Absolutely. group life. We need more groups. Absolutely. We need more yeah. more leaders. Yep. And uh, we need brand new groups. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things that you'll hear sometimes in a church, any church, is that someone tried to get into a group yeah. and it just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. That group's already tight. Mm-hmm. They already have their friends. Yeah. They already have their network. They already have their rhythm to mm-hmm. the way they serve and do things. What's the answer to that? More groups. New groups. Yep. We need new, more groups. <laughs> yep. So if you're more listening groups. to this and yes. that's you yeah. and you're like, you know what? I want to be a part of a group. I'm willing to be part of a new group. You know a guy they can talk to, don't you? Yeah, that's Patrick (laughs) Webb. All right, so great benefits to Bible Fellowship. Yeah, yeah. And now let's transition and let's talk about G3s. Because it's a different kind of group. Yeah, yeah. uh, So I was taking a walk one day uh, many, many years ago. Mm. And uh, it was, I don't know, it was a summer morning. I was just out for a walk. I, I, I was frustrated in ministry. Yeah. And my frustration was, and this was a while back, is that I just didn't feel like the second part of our mission statement, make disciples mm-hmm. by advancing the gospel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like that really mattered. Okay. People just didn't seem to be interested in making a great investment in the mission. Now, this was a long time ago. Yeah. And I was wondering why, because I talk about it and trying to lead out in it. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem sure. like that was a thing that was resonating. And I said, well, it's kind of hard 
to really focus on God's mission mm-hmm. when your marriage is a mess. Yeah. And back then, I was dealing with yeah. a lot of difficult situations. It mm-hmm. seemed like my entire calendar was, was filled yeah. with counseling couples that were just going through families that were just going yeah. through the mess of life. Yeah. We do that. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. That's what we do. That's right. Yeah. But then I realized maybe there's a connection between these two Can things. Can we fix this a little bit? Right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little bit difficult to focus on God's mission for your life when you're just trying to figure out if you want to stay married or not, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I started thinking, why, are, why am I doing all this counseling? And one of the things that I discovered is that while it takes two to tango, right, mm-hmm. both of us, the husband and the wife, we both bring our issues to the marriage. Yeah. I just noticed that men seem to be undiscipled. Yeah. That doesn't mean that all the problems were the men, but the men didn't know how to lead. They didn't know how to, to think biblically. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't know how to uh, nurture and care for their family yeah. in a biblical way. And it wasn't necessarily their fault. It was just that we never took the time to really, as pastors yeah. to equip them mm-hmm. to be pastors of their homes and leaders in their church. Yeah. We just yeah. we never did. Yeah. So that's where G3 came from. It was yeah. how can I begin to meet with men intentionally mm-hmm. to grow in our understanding of the gospel yeah. and let the fruit of that be born out in homes yeah. and in the life of the church. And so... We started reading books together. Yep, we did. We read a book called uh, What is the Gospel? Yep. I remember the launch off, yeah. We, uh, we did a study called The Gospel-Centered Life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my group that I met with, we did a study on um, how to fight sin, mm-hmm. put sin to death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about what uh, we, we, we read books of the Bible together. Mm-hmm. We studied portions of Scripture. Um, we looked at different doctrinal things. Yeah. Pilgrim's uh, Progress. I did Pilgrim's Progress yeah. for a year yeah. with a couple of groups. And and what, what we were hoping would happen is that men would become uh, disciples. Yeah. But the, the Bible fellowship is a little broad, like I said. Mm-hmm. And it formed, the, the key is fellowship. We mm-hmm. want to create an atmosphere yeah. for community to happen. The G3 is sort of like, we were talking the other day, like an institute mm-hmm. of theology. Mm-hmm. And where we're we're really trying yeah. to teach yeah. the doctrines of the faith, mm-hmm. but teach them in a way that because you believe this, now you behave this yeah. way, and that's kind of G threes, right? Sure, yeah, and you've absolutely. got a G three group. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've led one for a lot of years, and like <clears> I said, <throat> we've also we've worked through many different things. Um, and our like I say, our desire is. To in those smaller group settings with guys and on guys and girls on girls, it's a zoom in and really hold each other accountable. A place that somebody can say, Hey man, I'm just struggling with this. Yeah. A place we can lay hands and pray on people. A place that we can really disciple. And if we get these guys and, and girls discipled up, if like in my group, if I, if I disciple say five, six, seven men and they go home and, and reproduce this in their homes, the home changes. Right. Right. And then the mission changes, and then the, all, all these things changes. If you look at Jesus' ministry, he focused on 12, but he really focused on three and changed mm-hmm. the world by it. Yeah. And and that start out, you know, you know you got the books, The Way of the Master, uh, Master Way, or what's that? The Way of the Master. The Way yeah. of the Master, yeah. yeah. And just a, a small group focus, intentional thing. And our desire is it reproduces in the home, and these guys even reproduce it in, in other groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and so you can get all those three I laid down and you can apply those to all of them. We're called to make disciples. G3 is a great discipleship tool. 
we can also practice the one another's in there. And it's mm-hmm. also a great way for guys to get connected. Yeah. And it's a great way for me to invite my, my neighbor or my coworker in and say, hey, hey, you might not be ready to go to meet with a bunch of guys, but hey, there's a good group of dudes meeting. Tonight. We meet in a house. Yeah, meet in a house. Some, some, some of shop. these G3s meet yeah. in coffee shops or yeah. have met in businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, meet yeah. at the church. Various times, meet, various locations. Different nights, yeah. different days, yeah. uh, all those things. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple things happen in my G3 group that were um, – very meaningful okay uh, and and sort of validated why why we needed to do this mm-hmm. um is i started getting cards in the mail little thank you cards from women in our church okay and yeah. they and the, they, it was very simple notes yeah. and that just said uh we're not exactly sure what you do yeah. with your g3 group keep doing it but thank you <laughs> yeah. my husband is yeah. changing that's it man yeah um yeah one uh, Friday morning, I had my G3 group, and right at the end, we were working through something. One guy spoke up, and he said, uh, I want you to pray for me. And he had <clears throat> been unfaithful in the past, mm-hmm. had really worked through that, him and his family, counseling, everything was going very well, but he was being tempted to fall back into it. Okay, And he just felt like this is a place a small group where place. I can say, Pray for me. I trust these brothers I trust. And, and yeah. So now yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I've never yeah. been in a group where someone felt comfortable enough to say yeah. Yeah. I'm being tempted to restart mm-hmm. an affair. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Those guys came around That's him, right, man. prayed for him, mm. wept with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the most powerful moments I've had in ministry. Yeah. And that guy needed that. Oh. And y'all needed that too, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We needed it too. Yeah. You know, we read a book together, yeah. me and you, a few years ago called The Reformed yeah. Pastor. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> written <laughs> yes, by I an do. old guy named Richard Baxter. And yeah. it was written, what, in the 15 or 1600s, something like that? Yeah. 1600, 16, yes. 16, early 1600s. Yeah. And it wasn't talking about Reformed theology. It was yeah. that the role of the pastor needs to be reformed to mat- to focus on things that matter. Uh-huh. And what he did yeah. is he spent two days every week. Yeah. It's a small community. Mm-hmm. He went to every home. Yeah. He sat at the kitchen table with the father. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he asked the father, yeah. how are you growing? Yeah. How are you leading your wife? Mm-hmm. How are you leading your kids? Yeah. Then he would have the children come and sit down at the table. Yeah. And, he would, and, and yeah. he would say to the children, all right, tell me what your father's How's teaching daddy you doing? <laughs> about the Lord. Yeah. And then he'd spend an hour, and then he'd go to the next home. Yeah. And he did that. And, and yeah. That's not feasible yeah. today, but the idea is but the important. fruit of that that he talked about, you know, the fruit just, of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what the impetus of G3s are, mm-hmm. is that if we are going to see uh, our children yeah. flourish in mm-hmm. the faith, yeah. uh, there are no guarantees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but let us not expect the church, the programs, yeah. the youth pastor or the children's pastor mm-hmm. yeah. to be the main discipler of our kids. That's right. Let's be men and women. Mm-hmm. We have women G3s absolutely. now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And let's be men and women, moms and dads, husbands and wives, that are growing in our faith, mm-hmm. living it out, yeah. and then pouring that into our kids. Yeah. And so that's the whole point yeah. of Bible Fellowship and G3. So how does how does somebody get started? They're, if yeah. they're listening to this yeah. and they are saying, you know what, I really want to, I'm not plugged in, what do I need to do? Yeah, our website has... Um, 
um, all the <clears throat> the top right of our website, you click on that, drop down in small group ministry there, and it has all the G3s that meet. Now, there's some that's not on there um, that I can, if some of those don't work, I can get you plugged into some that's a little bit smaller and tighter. Um, so feel free to reach out to me um, um, through the website. If you click on that, it sends me an email to you. If you want more information through the website, it'll tell you um, how to get in contact with me. But they're all listed there. Um, feel free to stop me at church or text me or call me or any of that stuff. Um, I'd be more than happy to. So okay, we, yeah. re- we, we really believe in our small groups. <laughs> this is a ministry that we really want um, to see flourish because yeah. we, we see benefits in it. And so, and, and if you're listening and you're like, you know what, I'm not really plugged into a group. Mm-hmm. I want to be, yeah. but you know, I work and yeah. I, my schedule's weird. And uh, maybe you came from a different part of mm-hmm. the country where the church you were involved in had home groups. Yeah. And you're like, you know what, I'd, I'd really prefer a home group. Yeah. Let us Let's work with you to right. start those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we only have so many rooms on this campus. Yeah. And um, uh, we, we realize that in the future, we want to start new yeah. groups, yeah. Uh, but we're going to have to start some of those in some living rooms. And maybe that person loves the host but don't want to teach. I can get them plugged up with a teacher, and we can work together. That's you know, exactly and, right. And team up and say, say you love having a home and welcome people in, but you don't want to teach. Yeah. No, we'll, get, we'll, we can we'll, get, we'll, we'll work that absolutely. out. Yeah. We, just, we just really value community and group life. Absolutely. It matters. Mm-hmm. And um, so much so that in our Constitution and bylaws, you cannot become a member of the church mm-hmm. Unless you're plugged into a group, yeah. which is a little unusual yeah. for a and, church. And two, that if you want to, at once you're in the church, um, to go on mission trips with us, we want you plugged into a small group yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. join a mission team with us. So yeah, it matters. Because, yeah, it does matter. It's, a, yeah. it's not a rock solid requirement. No, yeah. but but we we're so convinced mm-hmm. that large group worship, yeah. gathering together, yeah. God uses that. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. But small group gatherings matter too. That's right. And so we, we want to see you flourish in both. All right, any last words, Patrick, before we wrap this up? It. We got pretty good. So if you got questions about uh, small group ministry here, whether it's Bible Fellowship or G3 groups for men and women, uh, Patrick's information's on the website. We'd love to hear from you. We want to get you connected. And now that you know who Patrick is, you see him on Sunday morning, you can stop him and say, hey, help me find a group or start a group. Uh, you might be a single mom. Uh, a uh, single man, uh, you might be a widow, and you might be like, you know what? I don't want to be in a co ed group. Yeah. But you don't have any single groups. We can have them. Yeah. We can have them. Yeah. We, and just, we would love to have them. We want them. <laughs> yeah. We just need yeah. people to help us. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're if you're watching this and you're saying, I will, I'll help with that, I think it's valuable, mm-hmm. then let Patrick know, Absolutely. and uh, we want to see you flourish. Uh, so thanks for watching this episode of DBC DNA. We hope that it's been helpful and informative. As always, thank you to Justin for making it all happen, and we'll see you next time.